Hey guys, Ryan Ament from Chasing Happiness Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day. It's the week before Thanksgiving, and I thought I would give you guys a little bit of an update of what's going on with me. Talk about some topics around mindset, shifting into a new year, but also going into the end of the year strong, and then some real estate insights. So let's get into it. Mindset. As I've gotten further along in my business ventures on the real estate side and also the lending side now, the more, the more I interact with individuals, I'm hearing more and more people just struggling with mindset saying, well, this is not what 2021 was or 2022 or 2020. And the first thing I always ask them is, why are you thinking about the past? It's gone. You can't change it. Why aren't you figuring out what the today is? and make yourself better. I know we all struggle with going back to the past and trying to relive it. But I think sometimes we tune out the bad in the past and only look at the good. That's a struggle for me because I, like anybody else as a business owner, entrepreneur, struggle with anxiety. We're always worried about the future. We're always worried about, are we going to be able to do this? Are we going to be able to make payroll? Are we going to be able to pay the bills? Am I going to be able to expand the business? Whatever the case is. But if I continue to look back and, and see all the things that were, but not focus on what's in front of me, how are we supposed to get any better as leaders, as human beings, as fathers or mothers, or somebody that is a mentor? I, I don't know. That's just a struggle. And I, I really feel at times that's a struggle for me when I have a lot of people around me or I'm interacting with that have that mindset and it takes me down a rabbit hole and it's tough because I want to be able to help these individuals, but I know I can only do so much. I can encourage, I can give words of wisdom and push forward. But if they choose not to, I have to be okay with that. And that is a struggle for me. That is part of my happiness struggle is being able to say, I have to let go and move forward from those individuals that truly want to live in the past and not change. And you would think I, have, I would have learned this a lot sooner by being in the affordable housing space, because unfortunately, a lot of the people we, we talk to and interact with have troubles with this because they think they're only eligible to rent the rest of their lives. They're never going to get out of their, their financial situation, but they never want to look at the positive side of this, that the work they put into it will change their, their life, their living situation, their family. It will give them a new set of skills that they can actually use in life. And that is a struggle. That is just a flat out struggle. And I know it's a struggle on the other side too, but we as human beings look to connect with others that are like-minded. And when you're surrounded with individuals that are not, it takes you down another notch. And what I'm trying to finish out here on Mindset Guys is find the people that ignite your fire, whether it's personal or business, and be around those people. You are going to run into some people that are not positive, and they're struggling in life, be there for them. But the difference is 
you have to have a healthy boundary. They can't come in, crap on your parade on a daily basis and hate you because you are doing well for yourself personally and financially. And then it basically takes you down a notch. Been there, done that. I've struggled with that this week. I've had numerous buyers for our Baird, our Baird Park project that just can't credit qualify. And it's frustrating. And then when you offer them a, a hand to get ahead in life, to be able to make changes in their life, they just say, okay, you know what? I'm ready. I'll do it. And then you don't hear from them again. I'll follow up with them two or three times just to see where they're at. But I won't, I won't put any additional emotional effort into it. My mindset is if they're not willing to get it going right out of the start and say, okay, this is what I need to do and I'm going to go do it, it doesn't change. And it doesn't matter how much money they have to pay on a monthly basis to be able to get themselves in a better financial place from a, a credit counseling perspective. I've tried everything from free credit counseling to pay credit counseling to where they're paying hundreds of dollars a month. And if they just don't have the will to do it and they just want to talk about how bad it is, nothing changes. And that has been a burden on my back for a long time. And the only way I know how to cross that bridge is to be able to say, I followed up with them numerous times. They didn't give me any type of response whatsoever. And now I have to move forward. I let them know that I will be here when you're ready. But until then, we, I, I can't do anything for you. I can't do the work for you. You have to do it for yourself. And I think that is a struggle for me is understanding that mindset is that you come to me saying you're ready to go, but then you say, oh, whoa, can't do it because that means work. And work is a four-letter word but it's not a bad four-letter word. And that in itself is a, is a bigger conversation to be had because we've become that society and we've talked about that, about the instant gratification. You put out a post on social media and it's supposed to go viral on TikTok and you're a millionaire the next day. It doesn't work that way. Just like if you're trying to get your credit fixed or if you're trying to get a better job or you're trying to go back to school, it takes time and effort. And if you're not willing to put the time and effort in, how are you supposed to expect a different life? So ending up on this piece, guys, is this. If you're looking for change in your life, business, excuse me, business or personal, you got to put the time and effort in. You got to put the work in. And it's not going to happen overnight. I've been on this journey for almost six years and I still feel like I'm not there yet. I still have struggles. I still have debt to be paid off. I still have things that I want to do to make a difference in, in my life and my family's life and others' lives. And it's a struggle because I don't get to do those things. So I'm on the hunt and this is going to transition to that that third topic of going strong in the fourth quarter, closing out and preparing yourself for 2024 is I've been on the hunt for a tribe, a group of like-minded people for probably six months, nine months. 
And I think I've narrowed it down to two groups, potentially a third that I need to vet out. That I, I hope that I can connect with these individuals and find that group that will accept me for who I am, but also be able to help me through my challenges. And I can help them through their challenges. And that's what a tribe is all about. And the piece that I've struggled with is finding a group that doesn't charge you $70,000 or $50,000, which a lot of them do to join. They call them masterminds. And the time that I've spent looking under the hood on most of these, they're frauds, they're shams. They're just somebody coming out talking a mean game. In the end, they really don't do much from that standpoint. They're just looking to collect money from you. And that industry is just laden with frauds and, and scams. But am I willing to pay money on a monthly basis or on an annual basis to something that's worthy that I can connect with? Of course. But when someone tells you right out of the shoot that they want $50,000 for you from you to join a group, it, it just sends up red flags and in, in my, my, my spidey senses go off and it's just too much. Unless there, and I don't even know if there's a guarantee with that. It's still, why do you need to charge 50,000? Are you saying that if I come join this group and I do X, Y, and Z, that I'm going to get a 5X return or a 10X return for joining the group? None of them, none of them talk about that. No one, none of those groups talk about guarantees. So when you're on the hunt for a tribe, creating that group that's around you, that's your solid foundation. Look under the hood and see exactly what's going on. Kick the tires, do some due diligence, make sure that you can be comfortable with the group that you're joining. Now, whether you have to pay or not, that's, that's here nor there. That's a personal choice. You can go on Meetup and you can find groups that don't charge you or they charge you very little. Now, are you going to get very much out of that? Potentially not. You could probably find some diamonds in the rough. I've gone to a few of those and I, and I belong to a couple of meetup groups. They're okay, but they're not a tribe. They're not people that are going to help you out when your back is against the wall or when you're struggling with something major in your life, whether it be personal or professional. That's what I call a tribe. Now, is there somewhere in between? Yes. And that's what I've been on the hunt for. So as we go into 2024, take a look at what your goals are for 2024 and why can't you start working on those goals today in the fourth quarter and go strong. We're going into Thanksgiving. We're going to Christmas. A lot of people shut down. If you have the bandwidth to not shut down and push forward and take those goals to another level to close out 2023, push into 2024, you should go do that. That's what I'm doing right now on the lending side. I am marketing the heck out of my business. Social media, I was doing a ton of cold calls. I'm now doing warm calls because I've generated enough people from social. Have a weekly email that goes out to realtors, home buyers. I have a weekly text message that goes out to realtors that share some insights and talking about different types of loans. 
And I'm just putting myself out there to be an expert in the space, but also connect with people on an individual level, on a personal level. So it's not just about business. It's about connecting people and coming together and finding solutions because I don't have the answer to everything. And I don't portray to be that person. If I don't have an answer, I have no problem going to go find it from somebody. But we're in the fourth quarter. There's still people needing to buy homes. They need to move. There's still people doing business transactions. There's still things to be done to improve your personal and professional life. Why shut down and use the holidays as a crutch? Why not use it as a time to charge yourself up to go, go strong into 2024? It, it's, it's a different way of thinking. And I don't want to say different, you know, different is probably strong, but whatever. Most people will look at that and say, why would I want to do the extra work in the fourth quarter? No one's buying. But what about if you can set yourself up for the first quarter of 2024 by connecting with people now, knowing that they're going to buy in 2024? You're setting yourself up. A good example this week was talking to some realtors. I got introduced to a couple groups of realtors, and they wanted to discuss hard money loans. And my first question is, what are your clients looking for when using a hard money loan? And they're like doing a fix and flip. I'm like, what do you need hard money? There's lenders that will go out and do a traditional mortgage with construction costs into it that then you can flip into a mortgage and turn it into a long-time rental or like they're looking for a fix and flip mortgage. Hard money is expensive. Two to three points up front, 13%, 14% interest rate, and you've got six to 12 months to get it paid off or less. And you're only paying the interest-only payments. Is that a benefit to the real estate investor? In a pinch, yes. That could be a great bridge loan if the dollar, dollars and cents boil out. But from a long-term perspective, hard money is just not the way to go. There's other ways around it. So when I started telling these realtors about there's other avenues outside of hard money, all of a sudden they're like, the doors opened and and things started changing to where we want to introduce you to 12 other realtors. We want you to start talking to this group of realtors. And they just openly told me, we've got two lenders that we like, but we're not in love and would love to be able to do business with you. And my response is, that's great. I'm sure your lenders could do FHA, you know, conventional USDA and VA. I'm a call away to help you with those deals that have hair on it, that have issues. That's what I really want to do. Those are the people that need the most help. And I truly think from what I've been putting out on social, they're seeing what I'm writing and sharing that I'm willing to do the work on these deals to get the other, to get the easier deals coming up. And every week I put out a social media post that talks about, hey, I'm here on Saturday and Sunday. If you can't get a hold of your lender this weekend, call me. For the last several weekends, I've had three, four, three 
three realtors, three different realtors each time call me and ask me, we wanted to, or, or tell me, I shouldn't say ask, tell me that they wanted to see if I was picking up the phone on Saturday and Sunday. And I did. One actually joked with me and said, man, you didn't pick it up on the first ring. I was indisposed, if you know what I mean. And they started laughing. So those can be some great connections. But the last place I want to go, guys, and we'll be done with this, is 80% of Americans are struggling right now financially. And we're being told that the market is getting better and everything is great and inflation is down and this and that and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's your checkbook. It's your bank account that's struggling. But the thing that I want to tell you guys is that there are solutions to the financial struggle, but the financial struggle won't end until it's, it really starts with you. The spending has to stop. We crossed over a trillion dollars in credit card debt with an average interest rate of 20%. And the people that I get to speak to on a daily basis have five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of debt. One had thirty thousand dollars worth of debt at twenty-two percent, and they felt that paying the monthly minimum on those credit card payments is the right thing to do and not touch their equity. And I told them, when you and they also said at the same time they think rates are going to go down and they'll refinance and do that. And I said, so you think rates will go down to three? If you're Notre Dame and, you, and you've got all these predictions, that's great, but no one can predict the market. But also at the same time, as you wait for the market to fall, like catching a falling knife, you're paying your monthly minimums on your credit card, credit cards, still spending, which the balances are going up, which means the payments going up, the payments are going up. And you still are sitting on a gold mine in your house that can be a solve for your financial problems if you do one thing. Stop chasing the Joneses. They're broke. Stop spending on your credit cards. Stop that. Cut them up. Leave them open, of course, because there's credit bureau actions there. So we can go in a whole nother discussion there. And find out, list your debts from top to bottom. And then figure out what a HELOC would cost you on a monthly basis if you stop spending and you take your equity out of your property, pay off those credit cards. I'm practically a betting man on this one. I haven't seen one that is, is uh, shot me wrong. That 21% is going to be more than 9 or 10% that you're going to pay on a HELOC today and you're going to be saving thousands of dollars. So if you've got, uh, let's say, $1,000 going back in your bank account, what are you going to do with that? This is where you have to be financially savvy to say, I'm going to take that money, create myself a emergency fund, get six months worth of living expenses in the bank. God forbid something happens. I've got money to live on. But it all starts with you and being able to stop spending. Stop chasing the Joneses. Credit card companies don't get rich off of you paying off your balances. 
those cards are, were designed to be paid off between 20 and 30 years. When you go look at your credit card statement, you see the actual APR and interest rate disclosures. Look at the terms that they show you. They're either 20 or 30 years. Think about how many years you're going to pay on that credit card for a monthly minimum compared to your HELOC, which is a principal and interest payment, and they range from five years to 30 years. And the typical homeowner refinances after five years. So you could actually have everything paid off in a very short period of time through a HELOC, refinance out, get yourself a better interest rate and be in a much better financial situation if you just stopped spinning. We are a consumer society. I get it. But when we're spending for instant gratification and things, it doesn't work. And that's why people think a HELOC is such a bad thing to do. It is not a four-letter word. It is a great tool to use. You just have to be effective with it and stop spending, period. It will work out. If somebody wants to take me up on that and we can go through line item by line item and weigh out your credit card debts, your high interest rate, other debts, personal loans, car note, whatever, and then wrap it into a HELOC and see what that does. I'm willing to be a betting man and take it that it actually benefits you on a monthly basis. All right, guys, I hope you guys have a great week. There will be an episode next week. So I will be chatting at you guys then. And until then, be safe, be happy, and I'll talk to you on the other side.